0: Pulse 95 Live from the International Government Communication
1: Forum. It is Pulse95 live from the International Government Communication Forum taking place at Sharjah Expo Center and we've got a range of guests that have been uh, taking part in our discussions here in the studios as well and amongst them is uh, Dr. Shashi Tharoor who's a former UN diplomat, author uh, and public intellectual uh, personality and uh, media personality to a large extent as well. Very, very warm welcome, Dr. Shashi Tharoor.
0: Thank you very much. I think to have a media personality call you once sounds, <laughs> sounds rather worrying. But anyway, yeah, thank you. Good to
1: see you. All. Well, looking forward to this discussion. Um, first up, let's off, let's start off by talking about uh, you're a regular visitor to Sharjah. You've been here at the Sharjah International Book Fair. Talk to us about seeing a big gathering, finally, masks off over here in the UAE post-pandemic to an extent, and uh, talk to us about how important it is to have such a, a grand event like this. That's
0: right. Well, of course, with the pandemic, it became impossible for people yeah. to get together physically, and, and one had to do events virtually, which after a while began to pull. I found myself doing too many. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: it was very difficult to sustain enthusiasm when you can't see an audience, they can't really see you except on a screen, you don't relate to each other. And so I think this is a a great occasion where people are coming together. I understand the book fair is also Mm. uh, going to be real and not virtual. And these these are wonderful things. It's an opportunity in many ways to rediscover our humanity, which was confined and cabined, as it were, with behind masks and behind social distancing and isolation norms and all of that. So to that degree, this is wonderful. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's also an important topic because the whole idea that uh, the Government Media Bureau is actually focusing on government communications in Mm. particular and getting such a wide uh, galaxy of speakers with such interesting backgrounds to come and share their insights. Mm -hmm. Uh, All of this I think is is remarkable and I commend the government of Sharjah for being open-minded enough and receptive enough to these ideas and exchanges. I'm not sure there is a government conference like this anywhere
1: else. Yeah, it's it's quite amazing the discussions that are being had as well, especially uh, at the time that we're in and the issues that we're facing today as well. Um, We're going to be talking about crises and navigating crises as well, so uh, if you could share some insights on that specifically, especially with what we're going through right now.
0: Well, they specifically want me to talk about economic crises. How should governments Handle economic crises, and you know I haven't spoken yet, but I can give you an advanced preview. That's great. Saying that I'm a great believer in in leveling with the public, uh, in being transparent and being credible. Uh, I there's, you know right now there's so much talk in the media about the possibility of a major economic recession in the yeah. world. Now every government, it seems to me, needs to be able to tell the people, Here's the problem. This is what we can do about it. This is what we're going to do about it. And this is how we're going to try and shield you, buffer you. Uh, protect you from the worst of this to the extent we can and I think if these things are explained to people in a rational consistent and upbeat way it's far better than either trying to suppress the facts which never works or trying to uh, be pointlessly and and unrealistically upbeat saying everything is fine you know we've got this plan everything's going to go well and then things don't go well because people in economic crises Actually experience them in their daily daily lives. Mm. If you're paying higher energy prices, you, you're not getting the same salary you used to, or you don't have a job anymore. You know, whatever the government tells you, you know what you're going through. So, the individual member of the public needs, as it were, some realism from the government. But at the same time, the government has to promote the the sense in society that things are going uh, are going to go reasonably well, and that people have a government they can rely upon and that's why communications can be so important in conveying that sense of reassurance but it's got to be credible, it's got to use all the multiple channels of communication that now exist in the world including social media uh, one way as well as two way communication and I would say that if we we see much more of this it'll be good generally Mm. speaking not just in crises but in terms of how people look at their governments and relate to them.
1: OK, um, sp- let's bring the South Asian example over here. Do you think the governments need to do more? Because you know, at one stage you were the most followed individual in India on Twitter. Now, of course, we have the current uh, prime minister. Uh, are, we, are, P- are politicians of South Asia in particular really connected with their public or is there a massive divide still?
0: They're connected, but there is, I think, one sort of negative thing that some of us have noticed and complained about is the over-reliance on, frankly, propaganda. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's almost as if government believes its own press releases and puts yeah. out things which in many cases stretch uh, credulity. And the truth is that in a big country like India, sometimes it's easier to get away with that kind of mm. thing. Because somebody who's experiencing a problem would be inclined to say, well, the government's lying. But when they are a member of such a large mass of people, 1.38 billion people, he might be fooled enough to think maybe everybody else is doing well and I was just unlucky. Mm. So maybe that's why governments get away with some sort of propaganda. The thing is, ironically, there is enough good news um, that it's better, it seems to me, to be honest about what's gone wrong uh, and show the public you've learned from your mistakes than to deny it's gone wrong. I mean, we've had this whole unseemly controversy about the number of COVID deaths, Mm. where the figure given by India and the figure given by the World uh, Health Organization uh, differs so dramatically, it's almost a factor of 10 times. And and that's that's truly embarrassing. People know people die. Yeah. And instead of quibbling over how many did, you should say, we've learned lessons from this and we will protect you and we're gonna try and ensure that families who suffered are given some help and that others will be assured that in the next time this comes around, we're so much better prepared. That kind of messaging, in mm. my view, would have been far more honest they're just saying, no, 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 the WHO got it wrong, not so many people didn't die. They died of yeah. other causes, they still died.
1: True. No, I mean, it certainly is, uh, opens up new horizons, doesn't it? And it opens up new uh, avenues for thought in terms of what's, what's happening. So what we'll do now is we've got, obviously, a, a very, very busy schedule lined up for you. You've got a session not not, <laughs> not, far away yeah. from now uh, so we we'll let you uh, get on with it and, and get prepared and we're going to be joining you in the main hall, thank you for joining us today thank today, you very Dr. much, Shashi. good thank to you. be with you Dr. You so Shashi Tharo, uh, former uh, diplomat as well as a politician hailing from India stay tuned to the uh, morning majlis, in fact the morning majlis duo is here joined by good to great uh, Ali and Noemi, All continuing the discussions together. here at the IGCF